Hey, good morning. Okay, some live on uh, Teams as well. Um, yeah, I kind of did the video stuff yesterday and looked at it and because when I opened it up yesterday, I was like, what? What are these screens? I don't recognize any of this. Not prepared enough. Yeah, so uh, I'm on live on Teams, which will replace the Facebook stuff. <coughs> oh, let me just put this on. This is the microphone for the Teams Live. Yo, free attendees in on the live on Teams. Hope you're impressed. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, oh, let me just check the Facebook one. Is that all running okay? Yeah, it's all running good. There we go. I'm going to close that one down. Just in case. Hey, awesome. <clears throat> I mean, I haven't stopped that live feed on the Facebook. I just closed it from within my browser. Groovy. There we are. Hey, so it's a bit, it's quite windy outside today. I was a bit surprised uh, by how windy it was. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do today, we're going to look at just some um, musings and thoughts, really, from two chronicles. Um, so I'm going to first of all read from two chronicles, then we're going to skip across to Hebrews, then to a Psalm and then to Timothy. I know, there's a bit of biblical gymnastics, <laughs> the only gymnastics I'm up for, and the only gymnastics I can kind of do. Yeah. Okay, we'll just give it a minute. One minute, one moment in time. Okay, so 2 Chronicles 16 is where we're going to begin. Um, and we're going to go to uh, the latter part of Asa's life. I thought it happened with Jehoshaphat as well, but I'm not sure. Um, but definitely with Asa, starts well, does not finish well. Um, and I think it's worth us thinking on that uh, this morning. So here we go. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Baasha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace and sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered Aijon, Dan, Abel, Maim, and all the, others, all the store cities of Naphtali. When Baasha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Baasha had been using. With, them he re oh, with him he built up Geba and Mizpah. At that time Hanani the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? 
Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. Asa was angry with the seer because of this. He was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. The events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Then in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his fathers. They buried him in the tomb that he had cut out for himself in the city of David. They laid him on a, bri on a bier, covered with spices and various blended perfumes, and they made a huge fire in his honour. So, yeah, so that's his, his latter years, um, not relying on the Lord. Um, if we just jump across into Hebrews 11, I'm going to read from verse 32 into chapter 12. It says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon and Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted and ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we, are, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. And uh, it's, it's good, isn't it, to see Asa's, um, uh, you know, the, the prophet come into Asa as a, a, a discipline from the Lord. Yeah, that he's treating him like a son then, saying, 
you have not relied on the Lord your God. Um, but instead of humbling himself, Asa got angry. Um, yeah, but there's an encouragement there, isn't it? To throw off the sin that entangles, to fix our eyes on the Lord. And I think he, uh, as Chronicles is a lot like that, isn't it? Fix your eyes on Jesus and seek him. Um, and by doing that, you can persevere. Psalm 138 says this, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down towards your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is on high, he looks down upon the lonely, sorry, the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. That's good, isn't it? There's an encouragement there that he who began a good work in us will see it through to completion. Um, and then there's lastly in 2 Timothy 4, uh, verse 6, and says, For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Shall I just pray? Oh, Lord Jesus, um, yeah, we just want to yeah, pray, Lord, that we'd humble ourselves, Lord, under your discipline. Um, yeah, that you, uh, yeah, it says in that psalm that you are close to those who are lowly, but the proud you just know from afar, you kind of, uh, yeah, a bit distant from the proud. And um, we pray that you'd help us in all of your discipline of us, Lord, in, in pointing out our sin, that we would humble ourselves before you, um, and fix our eyes on Jesus. We do want to finish the race. We do want to get to the end, Lord Jesus. We, uh, but we find it really hard. We find it difficult and we get entangled in our sin and we don't look at you and fix our eyes on you. Uh, we just want to pray that you'd help us to do that today. Help us to take one day at a time. You've got grace for us today, for us to fix our eyes on you, Jesus. Um, yeah, and, uh, to, and to regard you who came and um, yeah, fulfill the purpose that the Lord had for you. Um, in dying for us and in giving us your spirit. So please help us today. Uh, give us your spirit afresh, we pray. And um, yeah, help us to persevere. Help us to fix our eyes on you that we um, yeah, might continue to, to love you and to love our neighbours. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Have a great day. Take care. Um, and Lord willing, see you tomorrow. Choo.